0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Fields put the biscuit in the basket! Touchdown, Chicago! Yes, he does! Keep in the touchdown, 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 Chicago! The touchdown, Chicago! Touchdown!
1: You're listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast. Unrivaled, unmatched, and
0: unequaled. Hogan Johns. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Ho, And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The
1: Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you as free agency is underway and the Bears are, uh, I don't know, not doing much. A little
2: bit, though. And there's uh, enough for us to talk about here. Z, how you doing? I'm doing okay. A little bit. One guy. One guy. One dude. As of 1.54 p.m. Yep. Central Standard Time. Meanwhile,
1: Kevin Fishbane, uh, who is here with us today, uh, is just you know going to bat for the uh, NFL social media teams out there. You know, it, it really it's, bothers them that they can't tweet for a couple of days about any of this, and so you know he's he's going after the little guy, the important. I,
3: as I, I said to somebody uh, on two, Monday, it's the nicest thing I'll tweet about Larry Mayer all year long. <laughs> is that I feel bad that Larry can't write anything about Big Larry? Yeah, like the NFL Network can spend you know can write and tweet and do videos about Big Larry, but. Our Larry can't do anything until. Why well, haven't we called
2: our Larry Big Larry? Because it used to be pretty Big Larry. Whoa, pretty big. Pretty big minute. Minute, Larry. What now are we he's talking like about anymore? Lost some weight, Larry. <laughs> okay. Wow. I you know I just, he's uh, I know Larry listens to this pod, so he's the Larry to me. Yeah, he probably yeah. turned it off. There's
3: only him. yeah. Well, we got we got La- Larry. Oh. we got Larry, Larry, and Larry with Borum, Ogunjobi, and Mayor.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. It's getting confusing. I do think it's funny that they can't just put out, like, hey, we've agreed to terms with the player. Like, because that's actually what's happened. So, why is that wrong?
2: I don't understand that. Do you guys recall, was it five, six years ago when this negotiation window began and some of these leaks and these stories would come out and people thought that these agents would get in trouble? or these reporters were getting in trouble for breaking this news. Do you remember that kind of like brief storyline for a day before the NFL realized, oh, this is great, just yeah. non-stop coverage for a week?
1: But it's also, there's nothing. You're allowed to agree to terms, right? Yes. You, you, that's a, I mean, you're allowed to talk, but I think you're also allowed to agree to terms. So there's a, they just can't sign. I guess that would be the argument for why teams... Shouldn't be, yeah. And Kent, our producer Kent, just dropped this in our our private chat, and I was about to say the same thing. It, what happened with Randy Gregory today? Right. So like, it comes out that the Cowboys are gonna keep him, and if the Cowboys' actual Twitter account came out and we're like, we're keeping Randy Ge- Gregory, and then you know, an hour later, he goes, No, nah, I'm going to Denver.
2: But but that, rarely that look do the, bad. like like rarely do the the team sites actually break these new this news though.
3: True. Here's a question for you guys. So 11 a.m. Central Time Monday is when tampering begins. If they just said free agency begins 11 a.m. Monday, like.
1: But see, the uh, reason you, is it, the whole, I think the, the what was it about 48 hours or whatever, window is to prevent tampering. <laughs> because if it just was, like, no, I'm serious. Because yeah, no, if, I know. It, if It's it, a laughable
2: proposition,
1: but yes. Yeah, I know. But like if they just went like, okay, this starts at 11, teams are going to start talking they'll
3: start three days yeah and and i think well well one of the problems and maybe this could also go back to the covid uh free and see of 2020 is when this first started the official visits from players would not take place until wednesday afternoon so there was a little bit of meaning for those guys who wanted to actually visit facilities but we don't guys don't do that anymore except for deshaun rarely apparently, rarely yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Deshaun Watson, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to get this, but I'll just throw this out there really quick. Uh, so five years later, Ryan Pace could get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> five years and 22 civil lawsuits later.
1: Yeah, good. I mean, good clarification there. Yeah. Those do come with him. Um. Anyway, welcome in. We're here. Kevin's here. I'm excited. I don't know the last time Kevin and I did a podcast together because he keeps ducking me,
3: um, but... He's here. I he's keep, got. It. I, I I was gonna say, Hoag. Now that you're on five days a week, <laughs> and you had what four hours on Friday on the score. Yeah, there was a lot of Hogue voice like in my head. It's too much. I know. It's, it's I, apologize. I apologize. No, I apologize. Okay.
1: Here's the true thing, though. This is the first time in my life, I feel like my my I, my throat, my vocal cords are actually like, like I can feel it. I'm being serious by the way. Like I wake you up in the Need some m- lozenges? No, like I wake up in the morning and my entire throat is like dry. And I'm like, what is different? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of talking going on every day. That's a little bit different.
3: So Well, I think John's favorite part of the Combine was when I lost my voice the second day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and anytime I tried to say something my voice cracked.
2: It cracked like Kevin was going through puberty again. Like cracked yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very often.
3: Like we'd be talking to some heavy hitters down there in Indianapolis, and <laughs> trying laughing. to trying to dig and
2: and find out what's going on. It was extremely distracting. It was as your voice inflection kept changing as you went through puberty for the second time in your life. This time yeah. at the Indianapolis. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a good
3: talking point because I'd say, "Hey, I haven't gone out to a bar in two years, so here I am. I lose my voice the first time I go out, but then I couldn't even have that conversation because I lost my voice." Look, we
1: all survived the combine. Our immune systems are all firing, you know, on, on f- full blast now after being in, in Indianapolis. Everything's good. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at K Fishbane. Read those two guys over on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. As Kevin mentioned, you can now uh, watch daily CHGO on YouTube. Uh, 11 a.m. we go live every day with our CHGO Bears podcast. You can also listen to it as a podcast if you want more than this. But as we told you last week, the only rule is that you uh, have to listen to this. You have no choice. You have to listen to this podcast. It is required by law now um, that we have somehow put in there. Um, and we It no, is law. Yeah. It's important law. Um, I do need to give a shout out to longtime listener Jose from Costa Rica who you guys may have seen this on Twitter yesterday, but he lives in Costa Rica, listens to us from Costa Rica and has for a really long time. And he was in Chicago these last couple of days. So he dropped off a ton of Costa Rican coffee and I'm told it's like the best coffee you can get and some beer, Costa Rican beer. The only condition is that I have to share it with you guys. I like Um, beer. Yeah, I know, but this may require you, Johns, to actually invite me over to your house for the first
2: time since the pandemic started. Uh, Okay, fine. What are you doing Saturday?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so now there's free beer involved. Now I can come over, which I would bring over
3: any time anyway.
2: True. Because you're a gentleman. Um, If you could come too. Hogan
3: and I are going to be watching March Madness.
2: What? I'm not going to be watching March Madness?
3: I, I don't know. You're, you know... I don't know your life. I don't know what's going on. Well, Saturday's Saturday is a in the good John's day. Household. Yeah, Saturday is a good day for me because Badgers don't play on Saturday. They might not play Sunday either.
1: They might not. They <laughs> lose the Colgate. Well, we'll but see. they're nearby Milwaukee. It's a great thing. It's a great weekend for for the Badgers until they lose the Colgate on Friday night at a game that starts at nine o'clock at night time. For some reason, that's okay. That's not why you guys are here. Although we can break down, you know. Kevin doesn't know what it's like to deal with these March Madness starts and weird times and making it to
3: Sunday. <laughs> I was going to say, my, my alma mater's gone to one more NCAA tournament than John's alma mater. It's true. Yeah. Very true. Yep. Your guy's it.
2: like on his, you get a warning or something, right?
3: Well, when you go to one postseason appearance in 10 years, you get to uh, come back with a, he has to show. <sighs> he has to show improvement <laughs> this year. Uh, he got a sternly
2: worded email about being better at his job. Understandable. That was a that was an interesting statement that was put
1: out there. But uh,
3: go cats. I have a lot of tweets saved in drafts that I can text you guys later if you want to tweet them. My real thoughts.
1: Just tweet them. <laughs> Come on. All right, let's p- jump into some of this Bears news. There's not a ton, but <laughs> there's there's certainly. Well, some maybe that's th- the news. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. Uh, See what this, there? this is just coming across right now. So before we get to Larry Ogunjobi, um, but uh, James Daniels is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. He is reuniting with Mitchell Trubisky. Have you seen the details of his contract? No. Please elaborate. Uh, Spotrack just put this out there. It's essentially a one-year $10 million deal in guaranteed money. So it's three years, 26-5, million but once as this always happens once the guarantees come out I mean they can basically get rid of them next year so this is it, practically it's a one-year 10 million dollar deal if all goes well they can keep them for 11 million in 2023 and 2024 so the point being relatively
2: affordable situation yeah, are, 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 are you guys surprised that I'm not no Done. The body slam of the Raiders linebacker wasn't enough for you. That was fun for that one week, though. But that was, like, it. I know. Isn't that the point?
3: I, I wondered if, like, just the, the guard market would impact this. But I think we're seeing, like, and we can get into the Bear situation at guard, but there's so many veterans that have been cut. Like, if, if you need a guard, there's a lot of options that are kind of affordable. You want to get a guy for one year five million or or, or things like that. So I, I wonder if the market just did not explode the way they might have done. I mean, I one of the things I heard at the combine was between eight to ten million a year. And that's what he got on the original, you know, essentially if it played out the whole is, deal. Yeah. yeah. So But there were some people that were wondering if he was gonna get to like eleven or twelve million. And he did not. We're also yeah. talking about a guy who missed who, you know, missed what most of twenty twenty. Played two positions, never been to a Pro Bowl, so there's there's some there's some you know something he has to prove. What if,
1: what if, and I don't know this, but what, what? if they've looked at this offensive line situation and they say Larry Borham's our guard,
2: or Tevin Jenkins.
1: I mean, but that's my point. Like they, they that maybe that's why they haven't gone out and signed a different one. Like I think they were in the center. I know they were in the center market. I know they they went after Brian Allen, who ended up. Signing back with the Rams, but that's a different position. You know, they may be looking at this like we didn't need to keep James Daniels because we think Larry Borum. I'm talking as Ryan Poles. We think Larry Borum is that guard, or I don't know, maybe Jenkins is that guy. It, that's the point. Like they may already have
2: their replacement in mind at that position. Kevin has a point though. Do you remember the signing of Matt Lawson by Phil Emery? Yep. Did not get a lot of publicity, not a lot of fanfare, but it turned out to be one of his best free agent signings. A one-year deal, cheap one-year deal that turned into a contract extension for a guy who became one of the leaders on the offensive line. I'm not saying Ryan Poles can replicate that, but the market seems to, to Kevin's point, resetting itself a little bit here for the guards. Maybe he can find his Matt Slauson out there. Let's go through the list again, but maybe there is a candidate like that that applies. I like Matt Slauson. He was a good dude. Real good dude. He was, he was a good player,
3: too. Doesn't he have a podcast now or something? I believe he does. You should, guys should have him on the Hogan Johns podcast. We should,
2: actually. Let's do it. But he's a good example of a late free agent signing, a one-year flyer, cheap money, and you hit a home run with it. You yeah. did. You found a starter, and you got a contract extension out of It, it worked out both ways.
1: Yeah, now for... Every Matt's loss, then I could probably give you three Jason Spriggs. Yeah, but it's a it's a good point. You can find you can find guys to at least come in and compete with what you have. Still, now center to me is a different position. I'd like to see them upgrade there. I'd like to see them. You know, JC Treader now is available. Like somebody like that, and the fact that they went after Brian Allen in the first place tells you that they're they're, they're looking in that market. And so I. Am I reading that wrong, guys? I mean, do you, if they went after one center, do you think they're really just going to be like, "Ah, eh, we're good with Sam Mustard? Well, there's
2: probably a, a like a line. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are the guys we target and we'll try to figure things out later. Like certain price parameters. I mean, Brian Allen's younger than J.C. Treader. By a few years, is he not? Like this is Brian Allen's second contract in the NFL. Hinsdale Central? Yep. There we go. Yeah. So
1: I, um, but I guess we. How about this? Before we get to Larry Ogunjobi, how do you guys view the fact that as of we're recording this about two o'clock on Tuesday, they haven't signed anybody on offense. Well, at I, I all. could
2: say it's a. Uh, you, you look at the contract DJ Shark got in Detroit. Sorry, I was blanking there for a second. One year, ten million dollars. That's where the Lions play. Yes, I, you know everybody forgets that team and Except that DJ city. No, it's right. I'm, my, not, my, I'm not judging. I agree with yeah. But, but Lions Fine. jokes aside, like the Bears could have done that, and they're still just left with Darnell Mooney and Daz Newsome. That's it. You have to add to that position at some point, do you not? I I think you do.
3: My my. I don't know if this is a hot take, but like I'm very uh, unfazed by what's going on with the receiver position relative to what the Bears are doing because I think the Bears. Well, let me ask you guys this: Is Darnell Mooney number one? No. Hogue. No. Okay. There. And now it is. Was there a number one available in free agency?
2: Maybe like Darnell Mooney. Some days looks like one. Some days probably better off as your two. Yeah. But like, like DJ
3: Chark was not going to come be like the number like I don't think you're excited about number one receiver DJ Chark, right? Or number one receiver even Juju Smith-Schuster or Marquez Valdez Scantling. So I, I think like at this point, and not to say that like obviously there's a gap in talent between Christian Kirk and DJ Chark, and, and you go kind of down the list. But they were never going to get one of the, like somebody who's going to be what Allen Robinson was when they signed him four years ago. So my point is. You get a guy who is a number two number three, like Valdez Scantling, potentially, and then you use that second round pick on a guy who ideally could develop into your number one, or you have three number two type receivers. Like I just think that like if you, if there wasn't that clear cut number one guy out there, I just don't see that much of a difference between some of these receivers to be worried that they didn't get Chark or Kirk. Um, and, you know, again, it's still it's still pretty early.
1: But I think the... Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from. I think the argument, like, specifically with Chark maybe, is, you know, he's coming off an injury. He's shown some pretty good signs of being a pretty good playmaker in Jacksonville with no quarterbacks, right? Um, so does he go somewhere else and all of a sudden kind of take off in the similar way that Allen Robinson when, when he came over, like... At least with Chark, to me, there was some untapped upside that you could maybe still get out. And to Johns' point, I agree with him. Like, for $10 million for one year, that's what it was, right? I I would have done that because, like, yes, there might not be a stud number one guy out there, but you still need to have better options. for Like, when the dust settles on this, and that includes after the draft. Justin Fields better have a better wide receiver group to throw the ball to for his own development. And the problem with relying on a rookie, even if it's a you know a, a high second round pick rookie, they're still a rookie and most wide receivers need time to like Darnell Mooney was honestly closer to the exception than the rule, especially from where he was drafted later in the 5th round where he was able to be so dependable so early because most wide receivers even the good ones go through a ton of growing pains at that position early on in their career and I'm just thinking more of this in terms of Justin
2: Fields development than anything else you need more you need more you, you can't go you can't even get close to the draft without adding a few guys what do GMs often say like you you want to try to eliminate certain needs so you don't feel compelled to reach in the draft And who knows, maybe the 39th, the 48th overall picks, which was the Bears' half now, maybe that's a good range for wide receivers. But the draft is unpredictable, man. It it really is. It really is. You need to add to the position.
3: I just, so right now, as we're recording, DJ Chark, Christian Kirk, Russell Gage. That's it, right? Are there any other receivers who have signed?
0: There's another one in
2: Jacksonville.
3: Uh, Zay Jones. Oh, Zay Jones, okay. So but what the Jacksonville
2: guy, Jaguars are doing is, is just absurd, right, so by the way. The Bears are never going to get into that Christian Kirk money range. And but Cedric the guys Wilson, never too. had a thousand yard receiving yeah. season. He got that contract. Like, go and, get it. Absolutely, you know, love what Christian Kirk got, but wow, what are the Jacksonville Jaguars doing?
3: And, you know, you made a good point. I mean, Chark was a pro bowler two years ago so there, there, there's something there but i just think that we're, we're so early in this like they could still like they could still theoretically sign both valdescantley and smith schuster right like they could sure. pull a 2018 and sign you know what when they signed robinson and taylor gabriel and then drafted anthony miller in the second round. like i've always thought that's what they're going to do they're going to sign two starters and and draft a guy and then you have competition and you hope of those three guys you know you'd be great if two of them are long term guys maybe one of them develops in your number one so i think i just think there's still there's still opportunity now granted as i'm sitting here saying that i literally can't think of other free agent receivers other than the two guys i keep mentioning
1: can i give you one
3: yes jarvis landry okay does he do anything for you what what year were the bears like was it eight was it 2018 we wondered if they were going to be in on him uh yeah i think that was the last time he was a free agent yeah, it's funny how we go through these cycles.
1: Yeah. Here's my argument on Jarvis Landry, why I like the idea. Because, you know, he's been a volume possession type receiver. He gets a lot of catches. You know, I don't know that that Fields has that right now. Like a guy he could just, especially like a veteran. So for, for one, I think it would be a good addition to the wide receiver room with some of the youth that they have there, especially if we're thinking they're going to draft somebody relatively high at that position. Then you're putting him in the slot, and he's probably going to be open a lot to at least give Justin Fields like a pretty good safety blanket, At and you know you're going to be able to depend on him with the exception. I mean, I'm talking about in terms of alignment, route running. Now, can he stay healthy for the whole season? I think that's a fair question. I'm just wondering... You know he's still 29. What what's his actual market right now? Because as I say all that, I also wouldn't pay a ton of money for him. But if it's like a short term deal, even if you're paying like you know a decent amount, I I would I would think hard, long and hard about Jarvis Landry considering some of the other options available.
2: See, I would give the the opportunity to Smith Schuster. Okay. And if you asked me if I had to choose Shark over Smith Schuster, I wouldn't do it. I'd take Smith Schuster, Juju. Over him any day of the week. I would. I think, I know it was a long time ago, like four or five seasons ago, where he looked every bit like a number one. So if we're going to go back to what Ryan Poles said, looking for guys that want to prove something, guys that are hungry, Smith-Schuster with his age and his recent history of low production for various reasons would seem to stand out to me as a guy who wants to prove something. Prove maybe that he's a real number one in the league. So he'd be at the top of my list, especially if Shark. Even if I had to choose between the two, I'd pick Smith, Smith-Schuster. But now that Shark's out of the question, he's at the top of my list.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: What were your thoughts on Larry Ogunjobi, who they did pull out some money for? I mean, that was not a a cheap contract. It wasn't, you know, top dollar either. It wasn't breaking the bank. It doesn't restrict them from doing anything more. But that was still a pretty big signing uh, in the first wave of free agency yeah. as it all unfolded in like that first hour and 20 minutes or so yesterday.
2: That was my first thought. This is a first wave move, Ryan pulls. What the hell? You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. I warned liar. you
1: about that, by the way, last week. I'm like, whatever these guys say at the Combine, come on. You can't hold them Of, to that. Course. of yeah. course.
2: Of course. Of course. You know, good for him for sneaking one through us. But I, 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 but my second thought was, like, how does this apply? Like, maybe he didn't want to go this high, but they really wanted him. Maybe he wanted to give Matt Eberflus his guy, his three technique. But how does this spending affect other spending? Like are are other options no longer included on their list because of price parameters because they want to stick to the second and third waves and they just spend a lot on their three technique. Kev, uh, I, I it's a
3: good point because like that I, I think we were all surprised to see a move that early and that much money for someone who's coming off surgery in January. Um, but it's only three year deal. He's still young. I wondered, and not, and I apologize for to our listeners for bringing this name up, but I wondered if this was like Matt Eberflus's Trey Burton, right? Right, like we heard that story where when Matt Nagy was in the plane to Chicago, he's already talking about Trey Burton. He needs that U tight end mm. um, in his offense, and I wonder if you know Ryan Pohl's talking to Matt Eberflus. They look at the roster, they look at who they have, they look, and Matt Eberflus is like, look. I love Roquan Smith. He's going to be fine. We can find defensive backs in a lot of different spaces, but I need a three technique. I need DeForest Buckner. I need my Tommy Harris. I need my Henry Melton. you got to find me one of these guys because I'm not going to do it with a rookie. I'm not going to do it with Angelo Blackson. I'm not going to do it with Mario Edwards Jr. And I wonder if this was a very big Eberflus-influenced signing that like, this is the guy who can be essentially the linchpin to... What Iberflus wants this defense to look like, and, and, and if that's the case, and I don't mean to like be overdramatic, but but I, I do wonder like if that was a Ibrutus kind of staying on the table for this guy, it makes sense that Polls would go ahead and, and do what he could
2: to get him as quickly as he possibly could. Part of me thought that this was okay. You're getting rid of Cleo Mack. Akeem Hicks is not being resigned. Eddie Goldman, we're cutting him. Man, Ibrutus needs somebody. Yeah. They need to do something. They can't just have a bunch of reserves out there. If Matt Eberflus thinks, what'd you call him, Kev? Big Larry? Is the needed piece? Yeah. In Larry the middle o. of his defensive line. I think it'd be funny if Larry, three Mayer,
1: if Larry Mayer called him Little Larry. Little Larry.
2: What are you saying about Pretty Big Larry? Which one's Pretty Big Larry? Our Larry.
3: Oh. Which, which one's Larry Boreham? Because Larry Boreham's technically bigger than, than Oak and Joby. Uh, of a,
1: big, a big, big, than... <laughs> big, big Larry.
2: Big, big Larry. I lost track now. Anyway, thanks for that, Kev. Um, at, at the same time, the optimist in me says this is similar to the Bears signing Akeem Hicks out of New England a few years ago. A player who needed to change the scenery. Uh, a player who played well in New England, just like Ogunjobi, just played well in Cincinnati, but it's not with his original team, gets his next contract, and now he becomes a centerpiece for the defensive line because everything now works for him in the NFL. took a few years, but now he's got to figure it out. The optimist looks at those numbers, the pressures, the QB hits, the sacks, and say this could be very similar, albeit in a different different scheme, but this could be similar to the Bears signing of Akeem Hicks. Was it four or five years ago?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like Ogun Joby's already past that point. Like Hicks was kind of trying to f- struggle to find a place and a role. Um, like this signing just made a lot of sense to me. Like I think it's very reasonable. It's, yeah, it's some money, but it's not a ridiculous amount of money. It's only three years. They needed their three technique. They like it just did, and you can't. This is part of the reason why I wasn't terribly worried about them trading away Khalil Mack, and understood where they were coming from with trading Khalil Mack because, you know, Eberflus just went through this in Indianapolis, and I'm not just I'm not arguing this is the way to go about it, but like he didn't have stud pass rushers in Indy. And still managed to have a pretty solid defense. So if he can still move forward with Robert Quinn and with Travis Gibson on the outside, really the more important thing that they needed to address was the inside and who was going to play that key three technique position. I still think the same thing at the nickel corner spot. Like unless they really think Thomas Graham is their guy already in house, you know I, I would expect some money spent there. And so I just think it it didn't it didn't surprise me at all. And even though it came early. It wasn't like that ridiculous, you know, hundred million dollar contract that you sometimes see in that first hour. Like technically it was first wave, but I don't consider it
2: like a top tier free agent signing, if that makes sense. Well, he's not a household name. And I think his annual average puts him tenth amongst defensive tackles mm-hmm. behind all the big names at his position. So of course, I can understand your side of things. It is reasonable. I still think it's a first-wave guy because it happened on the first day. But yeah. well,
3: we'll see. We talked about this, John C., while Hogue was taunting us from Aruba. When we went through the the, def, the list of defensive names, Right, the highest-ranked defensive tackle by our colleague Shilke Patia was Akeem Hicks. Like So, again, if, if, if this position is as important as we think it is to this defense and you wanted somebody that can solidify it, you know, after Keem Hicks, like there weren't a whole lot of options outside Joby. It was just a question to me of how important is it important to spend this kind of money, or as we're maybe seeing wide receiver, that it's a position was it going to be a, or or with nickel corner hope because they're you know we haven't really seen that market move. Is it something that they could find somebody in the quote unquote second wave in the draft? But clearly they they prioritized this and they prioritized Big Larry. As uh, as being that guy, by the way, I don't know if you guys know. Big Larry is a great story. Um, I mean, it's, it was well known when he came out of the draft, but he didn't play football until he was in high school. And his parents essentially forced him. He was 350 pounds, just played video games all day. His mom forced him to go play football, and he went to Charlotte, which was like a startup. You know, their first year in Division One, and turned out to be a third round pick. And now he's, uh, as the kids say, he secured the bag.
1: Yeah. And Ian Rappaport, because he tweeted that once yesterday. Yeah. I forget who it was about, but somebody secured the bag. So, um, any other final thoughts on free agency here before we get to our most pressing
2: topic that Kevin Fishman (laughs) wants to talk about? At what point does the word disappointment creep into your evaluations of their pursuits in free agency? Um let's say flash forward a week from now. Yeah. And and they've only one receiver, third tier free agent, one left tackle, veteran over 35. Some starting experience. Some yeah. recent starting experience. Like like how would you rate disappointment in terms of offensive spending?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not there yet cuz I understand some of this stuff takes time and Deals will still be trickling in next week. You know, somebody like Alan Robinson hasn't signed anywhere yet. Not that he's coming back to the Bears, but just, you know, it's just an example of deals don't always happen right away in the first minute. Um, But disappointment for me to answer your question comes in. If a week from now, this offensive roster slash depth chart pretty much looks the same like that. No major upgrades on the offensive line, specifically, no ideal pass catchers for Justin Fields to throw the ball to. Because to me, it's all about Justin Fields still. You know, I can live with, oh, they didn't make big splashes to try to make a run at the playoffs. But if you didn't upgrade enough to help your young quarterback going into a crucial developmental year, that's where the word disappointment comes in.
3: Yeah, I, I think, well, Ryan Poles talked about having those dependable guys at receiver, right? So I, I think you need to, at, you know, by next week, have that dependable receiver, have a starting center, have a starting left tackle, um, and then, and then have that nickel corner. You know, it, Who's your the, dependable receiver, though? Is it Jarvis Landry? It's your guy.
2: Okay, I'm with you. I man. don't
3: know. I, I mean, it, it, it could be. Someone who
2: brings a little bit more than what you currently have because yeah. you need something. Yeah, you just need guys there. I mean, shoot, like.
3: This could be a number four guy, but why not bring back Marquise Goodwin?
2: No, you know, don't get hold going. Don't get hold going.
3: I, I'm, I'm talking about like – i doesn't like speed. You need guys at the bottom. Like you need to fill the room. <laughs> no. Like you need to put guys in the receiver room. All right, anyway, I, there there's a balance here to, for Ryan Poles because you just need guys, and I think as Hog as you've put it, you need people to help Justin Fields, and you need – players like Ogunjobi that solidify the defense but to me when I when they're signing guys I'm so interested in is this player going to be good in 2023 right yeah like it's just like I understand the importance of having good enough offensive players so that this is a because this is a crucial year for Justin Fields I understand getting guys who can give you that foundation for what Matt Abrifluce wants to build on defense but ultimately if they bring in a guy who isn't going to be you know, who you just don't know what they're going to be in 2023 or is not arrow up. Like, if they sign that 36-year-old tackle, I don't like. It's just, to me, there's so much about, is this guy going to be good two years from now?
2: Yeah, but, like, at the same time, 2022 still serves a purpose. Like, you, to to use the word dependability, like, Justin Fields has to be able to depend on his offensive line to keep him upright. That's why to I don't hate the idea of one-year deals, even. no. No, like even if it was DJ Shark, even it could be Smith Schuster.
3: Well, they're gonna. I mean, they're, they're at the end of this. There's they're gonna be signed what ten to fifteen veterans. I mean, there's gonna be a ton of guys. I, I, I'll say also back to your question about what makes us a disappointment. I want to say it was the 2017 off season where it seemed like the Bears were in on everyone and got mm-hmm. nobody Uh except for Mike. Oh, that,
2: that's the Mike Glennon free agency. Or yeah. Stefan yeah, Gilmore. Vernon, AJ yeah,
3: Bowie.
2: Well
1: I guess
3: they were they were in on Brian Allen.
1: But they didn't so get us. So like, yeah, that's and it's not like his deal was mind
3: blowing to me. Supposedly they're interested in Marquez Valdez scaling. We just don't know where the money's gonna be there. <sighs> and I don't, I don't I don't I think I always go back and forth about the quote unquote overpaying somebody because to me as long as it doesn't preclude you from doing other things you want to do cap wise, I don't care. It's not my money. But if if you if you're going to pay for somebody to a point where it's going to restrict what you can do elsewhere, then then you then you're creating a problem for yourself. And you could do you could end up doing that at the receiver position because you know all these agents are pointing to Christian Kirk and trying to find
2: you know some Trent Balky fans among the rest of the NFL teams. But that's the point, though, too. Like. The Jaguars had to overpay because they're the Jaguars. You have to throw a lot of money at these guys because you're the Jaguars. I would argue the Bears had to do the same five, six years ago. Whether it was under Bill Emery or Ryan Pace, especially in the early going, was not at a attractive destination, had an old quarterback that wasn't getting along with everybody. You had one regime you know, replace the other, and there was a lot of changes. So they had to overpay. Some of these players, and at least it doesn't look like Poles wants to go down that route, but I don't know how attractive they are really to some of these guys, especially if they want to win right away.
1: Yeah, I think it's a fair question. Um, all right, Kev, why don't you bring up what you want to talk about? We got about five minutes here,
2: okay? So, uh, this is uh, it's not Northwestern either, everybody. So, stay tuned, don't turn us off yet.
3: So, the I want to make sure I get my uh, not, you know I stick to sports here, but I want to get my politic politics right. So the Senate passed the Sunshine Sunshine Protection Act, which will make daylight savings <laughs> time permanent. That's a funny. Now, one. from what I've gathered on Twitter, there's still there's still you know we all remember the you know what it takes for a bill to become a law. There's still some other things it has to go through the House and you know the president needs to sign School it. Schoolhouse Rock. Yes. Conjunction, yep. junction, junction. What's your function? So, w- w- but it seems like that there's, you know, something that people actually agree on there, which is daylight savings time permanent. I, you guys have a better sense this. you've done this for many years. This is my first, you know, time with a. I have a now a one and a half year old. Yeah. And the, the 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 clock change is stressful, with with the sleep and and trying to readjust and whatnot and, like, to, so my first reaction to that is, you know. Great! Like so, I just don't have to worry about that anymore. About you know having to adjust their 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 clock back. But then I'm seeing stuff where people are saying, "Hey, you say this is good now. Wait till it's nine a.m. and you're taking your kid to the bus stop and it's dark outside."
2: Can I tell you a story from this weekend about daylight savings time? Yeah. So it's St. Patrick's Day weekend, parade day weekend in the city of Chicago, which is people go out and have a good time. So Adam had a good time on Saturday. Woke up at 8:30 on Sunday, thinking he slept in for an extra hour. That was me. My wife corrected me. No, you idiot. The time's sprung forward. It's, it's now 9:30. Yes. No, it was my body was saying 7:30. Get what I'm saying? Oh, right. Okay. So you you your clock did change. My my, my clock yeah, changed. Yeah. But yeah. I thought I was well-rested.
1: Okay. Well, that's on you. Kevin didn't like my story. I don't... You know, (laughs) you're almost 40 years old. You should know how this works with daylight savings Let a
2: man have a good, fun weekend in the city of Chicago, Adam.
1: Yeah. No, the issue with this, (laughs) the issue with this is what Kev brought up there at the end, which is how much it sucks waking up in the dark, getting your kid out of bed in the dark, walking out to the bus stop in the dark... It sucks. So now, on the flip side, in the summer, I love that the sun's not really—you know—it's still twilight at like nine o'clock. It's great when you want to be outside you want to enjoy this. Which is why my prediction on this, because for people for people to understand, it's going to stay like our summer hours. They're gonna keep like right now. So next winter, next winter, <laughs> it's just winter, <laughs> winter. It's just this is something different and unique. Okay, please yeah. explain. Well, it's a new name for it now because it's going to suck so much. Winter, <laughs> um, it's just
3: going to be like dark till eight a.m. every day.
1: That's terrible.
3: So here's a question: it, What's worse, when you when it's eight a.m. and it's still dark? Or when it's December, January, we're, we're walking to our cars at Hallis Hall at three, three thirty, and it's dark.
1: I, it it I, just me personally. It bothers me more in the morning when I'm trying to wake up. Like so, yeah. On and, the flip side, the it, night out, yeah. And the flip side, so, it won't get as dark so early.
3: There are some safety things to this because people say that when it's dark early, you have more uh, accidents when people are driving home from work and it's dark out. But the flip side is you, you could get more accents in the morning to, right in the yeah, morning. I, and I did, I did just read an article that was right before we recorded that said they did this in the seventies and everybody hated it. Yeah. That's so that's back. my prediction. I right. think
1: this goes back in five years. Within five years, they change it back. Cause right now though, we have it both ways. We get the nine o'clocks daylight in the summer when we want it. And then it helps in the mornings in the winter. Like when the clock change in the winter, or, I guess that would have been like early November. It was awesome because I was just so sick of it being dark in the morning. And that, f- that, f- when yeah, I'm talking, and, yeah.
3: And so. I'll say it's it's not as depressing when it's four o'clock and it's dark out because it's also zero degrees. So it's not like you're going to be like, you know, playing outside right. with your kids. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Right. I, again, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it. I, coming right off Daylight Savings Time weekend, I'm kind of like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about this whole adjusting. Well, nobody likes blocks.
2: it at this point. A couple of days after, no one right. likes it. Right, so, you know.
1: But the worst is hour. it's not Sunday. Everyone talks about, oh, we lose an hour of sleep. But, like, it's the weekend. So, you know.
2: I thought I gained it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys <laughs> <To> remember <laughs> back? it was way worse on Monday morning when your body still thinks it's now 5 a.m. instead of 6. And it's dark as hell. And you're like, I just don't want to wake up.
3: Did you guys ever do that when you were younger? You're you're at a bar and for for the November time change, and it's 2 a.m., and then it goes back to 1 a.m. Everybody gets really excited. You get the extra hour at the bar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember that. That was yeah.
3: nice. And now now your kid wakes up at 5 in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, life, life comes at you fast. There's no question yep. about that. Then um, the baby last night just screamed for three hours because her teeth hurt because she's going through that whole deal. Yeah, uh, that has nothing to do with daylight savings time but speaking of all this I do have to leave right now to go get my son off the school bus as he gets home so it's time to end this podcast we appreciate everybody listening follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns at K thanks Kev for being with us for the entire podcast today we appreciate it read those guys on The Athletic you can read me C-H-G-O the website is all please check it out appreciate you and the show is live tomorrow morning and every day at 11 a.m. if you want to check that out as well. Stay here with us. Check out the YouTube. Find Hogan Johns on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Notifications. Merch is on obviousshirts.com. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. And we'll be back Thursday with, let's see, do the Bears make more moves or not? Are we, you know, Hmm. eh. a little more to talk about.
3: See ya. Hogue for the win.